0: So let me ask you a question. Are you struggling with some kind of limiting beliefs about getting started with multifamily? Do you think maybe that you don't have enough experience? Maybe you don't have enough money. Maybe you don't know anyone with money. Maybe you're too young. You're too old. Uh, Maybe you think the market's too hot right now, or maybe you think you don't have the time. If you're struggling with any of these kind of limiting beliefs, this episode is for you because today I have my good friend Rod Cleef on the show. We're going to drill down on how to overcome these limiting beliefs and success habits of those people who are actually successful. So stay tuned. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying
1: apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your hosts...
0: Michael Block. All right, before we get in the show, I just want to remind you that tickets to DealMaker Live are on sale at DealMakerLiveEvent.com. It's going to be in Dallas at the Hilton Anatole, July 16 to 18. So if you were there last year, you know exactly what I'm talking about. and I know you're coming back and I know a lot of you guys missed that event and people have told you it was awesome, which it was. So make sure you grab your tickets. Uh, the ticket prices go up as we get closer to the event. So right now are the cheapest tickets you can get. It's at DealMakerLiveEvent.com. We are going to have a fantastic speakers, we're going to cover everything from finding deals to raising money to creating online platforms to raise more money. And the networking is going to be fantastic. So make sure you grab your tickets, dealmakerliveevent.com. And that is dealmaker live in July at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into the show here. We want to dive down on some limiting beliefs. Beliefs that keep people from getting started with multifamily. Everything from, I'm too young, I don't have any money, I don't have experience. And to help us unpack that is Rod Cleef, successful podcaster and multifamily educator in his own right and author. And he really loves talking about that. You're going to see his passion come through in debunking some of these limiting beliefs and also looking at things and patterns and mindset and success habits that success people have. And hopefully you can keep up and scribble as fast as you can if you can. All right, let's get right in the show. Hey Rod and welcome to the show today. It is so freaking awesome to be back my friend and
1: and you are a friend you know when I say my friend sometimes it's just a statement but you are my friend we collaborate even though we're in the same business it's such a treat to connect with you and have some time with you and you know the fact that neither one of us have a scarcity mindset we're just out to serve and help other people it's just a beautiful thing to be here to hopefully add some value to your listener base my friend.
0: Yeah, Rod, you're always adding value, man. This is one of the reasons I've had you back to the show, which happens very rarely that we have a repeat guest, but I, you know, you're know, you always packing the punch, always coming up with, with value. Today, what I want to talk to you about is the psychology of, of why some people are successful and some are not. Now, you're working with many different students of all different stripes, demographics, capabilities, personality traits, and I have become a student of why some people take action are successful And maybe why some are not. So I wanted to ask you about that and get deep in the episode of what kind of sets these people apart. And I want to start with kind of more of the negative, maybe the limiting beliefs, which before we talk about success habits in the second part of the show, but, you know, the limiting beliefs really hold people back. And uh, I hear all kinds. I'm just going to go through some of them that I hear frequently. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. One of the ones I hear a lot is, you know, this multifamily thing is great. You know, I get it. But you know What? I don't really have the time right now to get into this. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that, Rod? Well, I, I will just say this. Let's globally talk about all
1: of them, okay? And that is their stories. Okay, people have stories that they tell themselves which are really nothing more than circuit breakers, okay, because they want, they don't want to be disgusted with themselves for their lack of action so they tell themselves a story and there's all sorts of them like I don't have time, I'm too old, I'm too young, you know, I'm not analytical enough, that was one of mine. I was, I'm too young that used to be one of mine. Again, you're one about I don't have the time, well really you have the same amount of time Elon Musk has, same amount of time, you know, Bill Gates had, same amount of time Jeff Bezos has. And they achieved success regardless of the amount of time that they had. And I will tell you, you and I both have students that have retired from their core jobs, building their side hustle, one apartment building at a time with kids, with full-time jobs. They've done it. So we know that it's never about the time. It's just it's just not important enough, bottom line. And, you know, I think, I think you and I did, uh, we talked about goal setting on a previous episode because, you know, you have to want it. You have to have that burning desire like Napoleon Hill says. And so, you know, any of these stories really... All right. Like I said, our circuit breakers, my friend, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's yeah. the truth of it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's true. And a similar one, it, I, I think you said it, it's not so much time management. It's about, you know, setting priorities. And this is when people always say, oh, I I'm having trouble fitting this in. We go back to their priorities in life and hey, maybe it's not important to you right now. You know, another one though, is somewhat related, but a little bit different is. Hey, before you, before yeah. you move on, I'll show you something. Yeah. I'll
1: show you something yeah. on my wall here. I've got a sign that says focus, grind now, play later. Boom. And that's what it takes. You got to want it. I got to, gr- you got to grind now the sweat, the blood, the tears, the early mornings, the late nights, you got to want it. So, so what was the next one? Sorry. I just wanted to yeah, no, yeah, And, and I
0: think we, we're going to get to get to some of that. I think you're, you're so right. And that's one thing successful people have, have in common is that they, that grind, that hustle. Uh, but one of them that's, that's come up, you know, obviously the last year or so is, hey, the market, right? Are we at the right time in the market? Maybe I should wait till we get a correction. It's too hot right now. Maybe I should wait. Sure. Sure, sure.
1: And, and let me say this, it is a hot market right now. And there's a lot of mistakes being made right now. But that said, we've got 500 doors under contract in three states and they're all screaming deals. But you know, we had to kiss a lot of frogs to find them and we want it. And so, we're, we're out there kicking butt, you know, kissing a lot of frogs, evaluating a lot of deals, building relationships with brokers and doing whatever we have to do to get a lot of deals coming across our desk. We've built our team to have other people helping us and all these things, these steps that we take. It's about team building. It's about, but the foundation to that one as well is it's a story. You just got to want it. And you know, so, so like the previous one, you really need to evaluate what it is you want, get really clear with clarity, do the goal setting, do the visualization, get pictures of what you want. I've got pictures of the things that I want because that's what's going to push you through all of these. What what, what what let's hear some more yeah I no I, more. I
0: i love this so you, you said a few things and the things that come through here as a, as a pattern is you got to want it right you got to want it yeah. which goes back to your why you know why are you doing these things super important and then if you really want it then naturally you're going you're going to hustle for it you're going to grind for it and you you mentioned the fact that hey you looked at a bunch of you know kissed a bunch of frogs to get there and i'm i'm always surprised when people say oh I, you know, I put in some offers and you know i got no 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 offers accepted this obviously isn't working i'm thinking are you kidding me right now anyone who comes from the single family house investing and in any any, any they, they know it's a numbers game right so making five offers is ridiculous they're used to making offers in the dozens and the hundreds and yet somehow when we get to apartment buildings oh i'll make five offers and surely that must work and so the point what you're making and this is a good one is you gotta want it and you got to hustle, right? And so that will cut through a lot of the other other noise. The other things I hear is, oh my gosh, I, you know, I don't have any experience. Let me accumulate some experience, uh, single-family house investing for the next five or ten years, and let me wait until I get that, and then I'll jump in. Let me say something to that.
1: This is the best freaking time to learn this business be it with Michael, with me, whatever, learn this business. Why? Because we are heading into a contraction. And when that happens, there will be exponential opportunities to make money. But if you haven't set up your team, if you haven't built your relationships, if you haven't, you know, learn this business, learn how to evaluate deals, learn how to know if a deal a good deal, understand due diligence, all these things that you have to master to do this business and, and it happens, it's too late. So, this is the perfect freaking time to learn the business so that you can capitalize on it. Like, you know, if you listen to my podcast and your podcast, you'll start to see a pattern. The guys with thousands of doors, many of them, most of them, at least from my experience, started in 09, 10, and 11. That's what we call a clue, my friends. That was after the crash, you know. And the, and and so the point is, there will be incredible opportunity. There's an opportunity now. We're buying five five hundred doors. They're screaming deals, low, low low leverage, high returns. But again, it all comes down. You know, we can all have these stories. You know, I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough experience. I'm not analytical. I'm not outgoing. I'm not. You know, blah blah blah. It's just listen how bad do you want financial freedom? How bad do you want the freedom to, to, to spend time with those, the people in your life that freaking matter? You know, how bad do you want, you know, the material things in your life, the life you see other people having? You got to want it and you got to focus on it and I have pictures of the things that I want around me because you've, you've got to keep it in your subconscious, you know, and then here's one other piece and this is an important piece, and that is you have to celebrate any progress or growth that you make because you're going to have setbacks. Things are going to take longer than you think they're going to take. But if, if when you're doing your weekly planning, and, and I did a whole thing on my Facebook page on this, if you want to Google goal setting on my Facebook official page. I did this hour and 20 minute thing on goals but I also did a planning process that I take people through and one of the pieces of that weekly planning process is to look back at what you got done and pat yourself on the back. Consciously, because it's never about achieving the goals. I tell the story. One of the first stories I tell at my live events is is building this eight million dollar house on the beach. Within two months, I worked for this thing for twenty years. Within two months, I was depressed because it's never about the goal. It's about growing and progressing. So a critical piece in this conversation is making sure that you celebrate what you got done, so that when the setback happens and when the you get your nose bloodied, which is inevitable, it's going to happen. And when it happens, you're still happy because you've built up because you're growing
0: and progressing. All right. So we talked about a few things. We talked about, you really want to, you really want it, right? You got to want to have that. want it. We talked about, you know, hustling. And one of the things I'm noticing is that people who are doing deals and there are people doing deals, one thing, sure. regardless of their background and their financial reasons, it doesn't really matter. The one thing they all have in common is, is is hustle. And then that that's definitely a common factor that I'm seeing as as well. And uh, sure. w- what are some of the other things that you're seeing successful people do or be that that makes them right. successful?
1: Great, there are strategies. There are strategies. The first one is you got to want it, burning desire like Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich. You know, when I started out, we were poor. I worked close to the Goodwill and Salvation Army through junior high school and I worked with a guy that had a lot of money, had a three-car garage, blew me away, never seen a three-car garage, Corvettes, Lincoln Continentals, and you know, snowmobiles, and motorcycles, and all the toys. And when I experienced that, it's like, you know what, that's what I want. And so, I got a burning desire. And I didn't even know, you know, consciously what I was doing at the time that, that, you know, when I look back on it, I realized, you know, I was setting goals and I was achieving those goals but, but without really a formal framework like I have now. But, you know, the, the, you, you got to want the goals. So, so if you, if you want to watch my, that goal-setting thing on my Facebook live page, I think you'll really like it. It's, it was really, I had literally 5,000 views so people really liked it. But then you've got to also have positive expectation. You've got to have optimism because it's, you know, it's so easy in this world, you know, people connect through pain and suffering. Like I hate to use this example. Well, no, I'm not gonna use that example, but but people they they, they connect through pain. If you go up to somebody and, and say, How are you doing, and they say, Oh my god, it's freaking amazing. I love life, it's so beautiful, they'll step back ten paces ago oh, you know holy cow this guy's crazy but if you if you ask someone how they're doing they say oh you know like I like I did with you before we started recording I, I tore my meniscus I just found out today I just fell into the same thing I'm talking about not to do here because we connect through pain so you got to focus on optimism bring in the good stuff stand guard at the door to your mind there's so much negative crap out there don't get me started on politics and and you know I don't watch the news anymore unless I want amusement literally just for amusement but you have to have positive expectations expectation. You have to expect to win. You can't operate from fear and and focus is also critical but I'll give you a great positive expectation example. So I want, you know, I'm a wide guy. I'm a really wide guy and when I go to a boot camp and I've gone to hundreds literally, I did a, I did a picture on my Facebook page with all the lanyards from, I had my arms wide open, I had hundreds of lanyards around my neck and on my arms. So I go to boot camps, that's my college education and I have to be on the aisle because I'm so wide so I always get there early I'm always first in line I run to a seat well I was late to this boot camp there was one seat left in the middle of a row and I'm like freaking miserable there were two seats actually and I sat there and there was one seat next to me and all of a sudden I see this giant woman bumping people's drinks over and coming down the aisle. And I could have decided to have a horrible experience, but I just consciously I remembered someone telling me, you know, as you say it, so shall it be, and just decide to have a good time and I welcomed her and I put my arms out and we had a blast. And so that's a maybe not the greatest example of positive expectation, but another thing that I do every day, I do a little visualization in the morning and I make a declaration that it's going to be a great day, consciously, out loud. Say it's going to be an amazing freaking day. And it usually is because it's positive expectation. So,
0: and I, lo- I love but, that but, positive expectation. Yeah. Now, sometimes though, the days are not good, and and you can't, right. you know, you can't imagine them away. How do you deal with setbacks and challenges? Because, yep. like you said, they invariably come there. And uh, you know, if you have a, let's say, you do a positive affirmation, like you said, then a day turns out like crap, right? You're like crap. Right. These affirmations don't work, and you turn negative. How do you deal with challenges, uh, delays, and setbacks? Sure. Sure, sure. Well, there are lots of ways to mitigate
1: stress. For me, exercise really helps. I lift weights. Resistance training is critical for stress. But focus is the most important thing because whatever you focus on grows, positive or negative. Okay so like I'll have students reach out to me and say you know I'm trying to get rid of this student loan debt and I say wrong thing to say. Focus on the money you need not the debt because what you focus on gets bigger. So a fantastic example of this dynamic is they used to ask they'd ask Mother Teresa if she was anti-war and she said no I'm pro-peace. See that's the distinction. That's the word you use. Yeah, it's it's so it's so critical that you focus on what you want not what you don't want. And so, you know, that's that's the way to get out of it is is to reassociate. You know, when I lost 50 million dollars, Michael, in 2009, you know, my biggest seminar in life, it would have been really I mean, people jumped out of buildings in the Great Depression over losing less than that. And so, you know, it was painful. But what what got me back on track was remembering what I wanted and why I wanted it. And, you know, that's how I was able to, you know, get back to to be blessed to have the success that I enjoy today because I thought I was set for life. And so that focus and 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 remembering what I wanted and why I wanted it was critical.
0: That, that must have been painful for you. Uh, I know Dude. I know it was for me because because before my <laughs> before my entrepreneurship I I thought I was set for life and then I lost it all, uh, and you basically lost it all as well. And, and it's it's amazing when you feel like you're set for life, complacency and possibly arrogance sets in. And when the rug is pulled out from underneath you, it is a highly unsettling experience that makes you angry and po- humbling and, and, and humbling. humbling as well. So, so I mean, how did you, I mean? Here's the thing. I mean, you could have. Literally Said, "Hey, that this life sucks. Like you could have sure, done yeah, a variety sure, of things, sure, and I could have ended it. And then maybe so ended it. How did you? How did you kind of get through that? So, what are some of the phases that maybe you, you know mentally you went through there? Well, it's almost like a grieving process.
1: You know, where you where you go through where you go through a grieving process, and you end up with resolve. And that's really what happened to me. But I will tell you, I was underneath a rock for a couple of months. You know, just you a couple months." Was, yeah, I think it was, it wasn't much longer than that because I was blessed to have put myself in a in a thriving environment. I joined Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership Mastermind. So, I was around people that were crushing it in the crash. You know, it was people that were thriving while all my friends and I were dying, you know. So, I, I surrounded myself with people that were thriving. I got a coach, a really good coach, expensive coach, five grand a month and you know, that's what helped me redirect because I knew this stuff from being around Tony for, you know, following him around for 20 years. I knew what I had to do, thank God. Because, again, without those resources, without that technology that had been hammered into my brain from doing his events for years, you know, who knows how I could have ended up. And so, it really was all about redirecting focus, Michael. That really is probably the most important piece because it's so easy when you, when you get your butt kicked to focus on that and 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 again what you focus on grows thoughts really are things and you know i didn't realize all of this in a technical standpoint to the degree that i did when i saw first saw the movie the secret you know that about the law of attraction i've given away thousands of copies of that thing but 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 you know if you haven't watched that movie or read the book it's about the law of attraction incredibly powerful and i'm like holy shit this is what i've done for 20 years and and it was so validating to see you know, it described in the way that they described it. But then, of course, being around Tony as well. Yeah, that's right. Focus is everything. Brother. Yeah,
0: I love that. So focus is really important for, for me in, in my you know journey. I realized I, I couldn't control everything, which was really unsettling to me because before I became an entrepreneur, I, I felt like I controlled everything. And then once I realized I couldn't and it was a kind of a surrender, it was a lot better for me. And I remember uh, interviewing Hal Elrod last year uh, in, in his book, The Miracle Equation. He has this, this five-minute rule or whatever he calls. And he basically says for five minutes, when something bad happens, you can rant and rave and punch a hole in the wall and cuss and swear. And then after that time's up, you say, hey, and I think you can't change it. And you move forward with it because you literally can't really change it. And I think to me that, that, that that's probably the biggest lesson is, and in, in my cycle, my the length of time I spent in misery uh, shortened over time. I'm a slow learner. So in in the beginning, it was like months. And then I, you know, then you finally come around, you accept it and you're like, surely you can't get any worse. And it gets worse and you, you know, your cycle repeats. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can actually make it pleasant, more pleasant for myself if I simply accept what is and like you you said refocus. What what are some of the other direct. what are some of the other habits or disciplines maybe that that you've uh, sure. implemented sure. in, your, in sure. yourself?
1: Sure. Well, I, I I think it's not just for me. First of all, you got to take the first step. You know, I know, Michael, you talked about the law, the first deal as I do as well. You know, we've seen it time and time again. Somebody gets that first property and then they're like freaking dominoes. They're like, is that all there is? And then they're not, the fear has gone. So they go, you know, but you got to take that first step. Like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you you don't have to see the whole staircase. Take that first step in faith. Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And that's the bottom line is is you got to take that first step. You don't worry about the whole journey. You just take massive freaking action. Okay. Then you have to commit. You can't be like I'm thinking about doing this, I hope to do this, I'm gonna try to do this. No, it is freaking done, okay? You decide and it is and and when you know the the Latin root of the word decision means to cut off, meaning it's done. It's not a one foot in, one foot Mm. out. Committed is like a train on a track. Committed equals massive action. Committed means it's not a dream anymore, it's an outcome. Now, motivation will get you started,
0: goals will get you started but commitment is what gets you home. And so, You'll appreciate Critical. this. You'll appreciate this. This is one of my favorite quotes. It's from from your mentor, Tony Robbins, right? Isn't this It's
1: in your moments as your decision that your destiny is shaped? Yeah. Man, that is an awesome quote. And, and you just gotta make a decision. You gotta make a but, decision. but it's not like a wishy-washy thing. Right. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do this and there is no stopping it. Period. Period.
0: And That's I, a decision. I, th- I think it's at the root of why people are some are successful and some are not. I think it's the root. If I trace people's actions back People who are successful can trace their action back to a decision point. Many times they can they can remember the exact time they decided, fundamentally decided something in their heart. They decided then and there that their current situation was unacceptable to them and they cannot be in the same place this time next year versus people who maybe take a step. They sign up for a seminar. They do this and they're all excited and then six weeks they're gone. And, and, and,
1: and then they bring the stories in. Then they bring the stories in. So why is it? Because that? I will tell you, disgust is a powerful freaking thing. And you'll see a lot of decisions happen when you get to that place where it's like, okay, this, I'm freaking done with this. I'm. I, it's gonna happen now. And, and you get to that because you didn't allow yourself off the hook with a story, with a circuit breaker, okay? And that's just such a critical piece. Now, let me say something else. After you commit, Michael, I would recommend, and I don't know how if you feel the same way I do about this, that you play to your strengths. Okay, and and like in this multifamily space, I find people that are more analytical versus people that are more outgoing sometimes. And, and very often those people need to align to create an incredible partnership. Sometimes people have both, but very often they'll need to align. And I'm going to hear to tell you, and I don't know if you agree, but but I say play to your strengths, hire, align, or partner for your weaknesses because you're going to get further faster. Do you agree
0: with that? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that's another success factor that I'm seeing. And this is one of the things I love about this business. It's really hard to do in almost any other business I can possibly think of, except for multifamily syndications. And, and I totally agree with you. I think, I think while everyone should try to improve and possibly- oh, work on weaknesses it's kind of an uphill battle so i'm with you i think focus on your strength what are you good at and then partner or joint venture with someone and we see that a lot i mean especially what you just mentioned that split between hey i'm more analytical detail oriented uh, and then the other person is not and they're but they're much more relationship oriented right so one person becomes a deal finder one person becomes a capital raiser and it's a match made in heaven
1: yeah no i I couldn't agree more and and by the way if you're going to get into a partnership You got to ask all the hard questions up front and I've got this list of questions that I came up with and I'll give it to your listeners for free. They text partnership to 41411 because I've had partnerships that have failed. I have people in my mastermind, big thousands of doors that have partnerships that have failed because they didn't ask the hard questions up front. They didn't trust their intuition. We're going on a side road here but if you text partnership to 41411, it's a complete list of every possible question you would want to ask and I'll leave one last piece on that trust your gut as well. If your gut doesn't feel right, trust it. Every time I have ignored my gut, my intuition, I've regretted it. So, I just want to throw yeah, that's,
0: that in. That's good. But I, I, got, I got to say, so I think the other thing I love about multifamily syndications is that partnerships uh, you know, are really only deals, deal by deal basic. It's not yeah. for the rest yeah. of your life. So even if your right. partnership goes away, it doesn't mean that you're doing the next 10 deals together. It could mean yeah. that you've done maybe one or two. So thankfully, you only have to deal with that partner in a limited, limited way, way. Another if, thing if I love about If you set it up that,
1: that way, you're absolutely right, Yeah, but yeah You're absolutely exactly. right.
0: What, what else comes so to mind, Rod? What, what else are successful let's talk people about, doing? Let's talk about passion. And influence, okay.
1: Because if you're going to in, in and in the multifamily space, you need to influence brokers, sellers, in potential investors, partners, like we just talked about, and. And the only way you're going to influence them is if you're passionate about what it is that you're doing. And the only way to be passionate about it is to love it. Because if you love it, then you're inspiring and you're you're inspired and then you can become inspiring. So, I'm going to tell you guys, those of you listening that are thinking about multifamily, if you don't love it, you better learn to love it. And you can learn to love it as well. You associate pleasure with pieces of it. Like I equate it to hunting for buried treasure because that's truly what you're doing. But if you can associate pleasure to things and learn to love them, including exercise and things like that. But again, if you don't learn to love this business, for God's sakes, go do something else because life is too short and you will not be able to influence people if you don't love it because they feel you. I mean, like I talked about intuition with a partnership, they feel
0: you and your success hinges on your ability to influence. Would you agree with me? Yeah, so I'll challenge that just a little bit. It's an interesting perspective, uh, Rod. Uh, It's an interesting perspective. I don't think you need to love multifamily real estate. I, I don't think okay. it's a it's a requirement to do that because here's here's the thing, like it, it, we, we're all wired to be productive, to work for a living, right? Especially men. Men are like, we got to do stuff. We have to solve problems. We got to fix stuff, right? I'm not saying just, you know, because I'm a man, I, I know where we're coming from, but and, and so it's not that we necessarily have to love that which we do necessarily. However, hmm. back to focus and why we're doing something. I think that the end, we have a tool here that will get us to where we need to go, which is financial freedom, passive income. The only thing my requirement is I don't have to, I, I just don't want to. I, I can't hate it, like I can't dread go, getting up every day. And if I play my to my strengths, like you said before, I don't even even if my if multifamily well, real if, estate, if it's your strengths, yeah, if it's your strengths, those it. are things you love anyway. That's what I'm saying. So okay. so so I those what, what I'm, you love? Like I could. What I'm saying is anyway, I, I might, That's why it's, they, they kind of tie together. Yeah, they kind of do. But let's say I'm just really passionate about traveling with my family. Let's say okay, which which I am okay, and that is really my goal. That's really what I want, and I'm using uh, this financial vehicle to kind of get there. And so my. Primary love isn't necessarily multifamily syndication. Though, having okay. said that, if All I right. hate it, right. that's going to be a problem. But I All think right.
1: I, I, I don't disagree yeah. with you. Yeah, the yeah. only yeah. thing I'm going to add is I really believe those that are super successful in this business have learned to love it because mm-hmm. then they're inspiring and then yeah. they then there people want to be around them because of their energy and they, and it's so obvious that they freaking love it and they learn it faster so if you can learn to love it you're going to you're going to yeah. learn much faster and I remember in high school I almost didn't graduate because I flunked out a senior year but there was one class ancient Egyptology that I freaking loved and I got straight A's and I still know all that stupid shit about ancient Egypt but the point is you will learn faster. So, I don't disagree that you can't do it without loving it but I will tell you I think you'll go faster, further, and bigger if you do. So, and we only live this life once that's too, right. Michael. That's right, right? And we will yeah. only live once. And God, if you're not enjoying it or loving it, yeah. that's a shame to me. Yeah, it's it, yeah, sad to I, me.
0: I think people, while they might not love it, they they, they love pieces of it, like dealing with people, yeah. for example, or sure. raising money, sure. or what I see is most powerful. When you talk about passion and influence, what I see most powerful is when when the, the you know the goals, the financial goals for oneself, kind of expands into more of a mission. Okay, so they become more passionate about, let's say, education educating people or uh, telling people about multifamily syndications to get out of the stock market like once it starts getting into that it gravitates more from multifamily real estate to what is my mission with that right and that's when it becomes very powerful and it becomes almost bigger than the actual vehicle that they're driving in and so uh, but bottom agreed. line is this and I and this is what I do agree with you passion is key passion is key because that's what gets you up every single day right if if you're not and, passionate and, and about and I what don't you think do you can fake it No, i don't think no, you I don't can think you fake it.
1: it and that's that's the thing and and so yeah. You know, and and again, life is too freaking short. If you don't, if you don't really enjoy what you're doing, for God's sakes, please go do something else. Because, you know, life is just. It, it's. I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant. Look at that. I mean, you know, it's just. It's just. It, you never know when things can happen, and 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 it's over. But it's and it's so, tough,
0: Rod. Right. It's it's tough when, when someone's working 50 plus hours a week and they don't really love their job, right? And you tell them, hey, right. hey, Fred, why don't you uh, why don't you stop doing that which you don't love, right? And Fred's like, well, you know, what are you what are you talking about? Like, dude, I got to provide for my family. Like, you know, you're you're being you're you know, you're in the clouds. Well, I'm gonna say this, okay? First of all,
1: I don't care if you're working 50 hours a week, you can do this multifamily game on the side. There's no question you can't, okay? You can. I know you can. I mean, you and I each have students that have retired from their core high-paying jobs because of the income in this multifamily space. And with kids, with families, with these 50, 60-hour-a-week jobs, they still did it, okay? So, there is that. But, you know, listen, the thing I tell my students that say they hate their core job, I tell them, listen, you bring 150% there to your core jobs like you do to this multifamily game because how you show up there is how you show up everywhere. So, you just bring it and you, you only have to grind for a few years to get what it is you want regardless of your core job. But let's talk about a couple other things that I don't want to forget about. One of them is who you hang out with. Because who you hang out with is who you become. The, your peer group is so critical. Big. And like, you know, you and I both have incredible ecosystems with, with, with students and events and things that get together and they build their teams and they, they hold each other accountable. And And I will tell you, you guys have heard it said, you know, you are the five people you hang around with. And it's not just money. It's your health. It's your happiness. It's astounding the impact of who you hang out with has on your life okay and I will tell you if you've got fearful and negative people around you sometimes they're family I would say love them but choose your freaking peers because you want people that will hold you accountable and that's again when I was losing everything I was in that part that that peer group people saying hey what are you doing what are you what are you up to right now you know quit being a little puss you know and, and get moving and, and be around people that think what you think is hard is easy." It's just critical, you know. If you're if you're if you're learning tennis, you want to be around. You want to be playing someone that that's better than you, not worse than you. So so, you know, your peer group is just a critical piece of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. And and they, they want the same thing you want, and they're going to be much more supportive than even your friends and family, which is heartbreaking uh, and many right. many times as well.
1: Yeah, it is. You and you can only carry about five people on your back at a time. So that's that's you can try to bring them along, but I will tell you. If the student 's not ready it doesn 't matter i 've sent dozens of people to Tony events, for example, and I think out of the thirty i 've sent maybe one or two people got something. You know they have to want it they have to want more they have to reach that satiation or that pivot point, that leverage on themselves to take action so
0: yeah and it's anyway. re- it's relatively easy to build right i mean you attend your events or my events or other events and you yeah. create these mini mastermind groups of a handful of people and boop, Absolutely. there you go
1: accountability there's groups. your peer yeah, group. it's it's incredibly powerful when you have people that that you're around that want more out of life that have you know uh napoleon hill calls it um you know, he calls it the mastermind, and and he, his definition of a mastermind is when you get two like minds together, they create this third intangible third mind that's greater than the sum of the parts. And you know, if you've got two minds that have what he calls a definiteness of purpose, idea, you know, in other words, they're interested in the same thing, headed the same direction. It's
0: incredible what comes out of that. So you want to be around those people. All right, this is great. This is uh, good stuff, Rod. Anything else that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, sure. Well,
1: you've got to you've you've got to have success habits okay we all have habits every day so these habits either help you or they hurt you these habits take the trajectory of your life up or down and you know what I'm talking about you listening okay health related you know uh, me I suffer from from a sweet tooth and I, I know it's bad for me. And, and it's a it's a negative habit but you have to establish successful habits. You know, habits that help you with your focus and help you have clarity on your goals. Making sure that you're not getting caught up in busy work, clearing your desk off. You know, making sure you're taking massive action. Making sure that you're incorporating the Pareto principle and focusing on the things that are going to get you further faster. You know, making sure you're not letting your relationships suffer like I did back in the day. Making sure you, you've put an incredible team together and, and the things that you're doing daily. You know, my, my love language is gifts and and there's a great book called The Five Languages of Love if you haven't talked about it on your show. It's an awesome book that everyone should read but my love language is gifts. I love to give gifts and so my students get books from me almost every month and one of them is a book called The Slight Edge. And it's about those little decisions that you make every day that truly traject your life up or down. So, this is an example of that. And, of course, health is such a critical piece because for you to have that core job 50, 60 hours a week and this side hustle that's 10 to 20 hours a week and be a great parent and be a great spouse, you've got to have incredible energy. So, health is is foundational. It's critical. And then, one more piece of this is tenacity, grit persistence, determination, not freaking giving up. You know, there's a book called Three Feet from the Gold mm. and you talked about people, they'll, they'll give up after a few months and, and they literally could be three feet from the gold. You know, it's staying power, endurance, stubbornness. It's keeping going at it even when you're tired. I will tell you, tenacity beats talent all the time. You know, I think it's probably one of the most important pieces to success. I remember I had a litigation support company back in 2010. I was right on the verge of bankruptcy and I changed my approach. See, that's the key. That's a, that's a strategy for success. You have to know what it is you want. If the, if the direction you're headed is not working, you hit a wall, you've got to change your approach keeping your eye on that goal. If that doesn't work, you change your approach again keeping your eye on the goal. And, and that's a success formula is knowing what it is you want and changing your approach until you get it. So back to that litigation support company, I almost went bankrupt and I changed my approach It turned into a $10 million company with 60 employees that I sold last year. And and so again, that tenacity is critical. It's, it's getting knocked down 99 times and getting up 100. And so, critical, courage, resolve, you know, strength of character, strength of will, you know, all of these things, you know, having that backbone. And that's why, to me, I think the more pleasure you can associate with it, the easier it is for you. And and, and remember, it's not a sprint. And Michael, I know you tell your students this, it's not a get-rich-quick thing. It's a become super freaking wealthy over time thing. And one deal truly can change your life. But it's not a, you know, a get-rich-quick thing. It's you, you got to believe in it. And you got to stick with it and ideally bring the passion and success is inevitable.
0: Yeah, it is it is inevitable. And we use words, different words that kind of mean the same thing, tenacity, grit, hustle. And I think the bottom line is that we have to commit to the outcome. I think sometimes we commit, we kind of commit to a goal and we add, kind of add a deadline or a metric because that's what we're told about goal setting, which isn't, isn't all bad. But what if you miss that goal? What if you miss your deadline? What if you miss your goal? Most people will give up in frustration. Oh, I missed my goal. It obviously is not working versus... And Hal Elrod talks about it in his book. Instead of that, you commit to the outcome for as long as it takes, no matter what it takes. So if it takes six months longer, so what, right? If if your goal is 10 of something, you only get five of something. Does that mean it's a failure? No, you already have five. So really, we need to commit to the outcome. And so as much as I I would love love to show people how they can do their first deal in 30 days... You know, some people do, but what if it takes six months? What if it, what if it takes nine months? What if it takes 18 months? Who cares, right? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Just freaking do it yeah. for God's sakes. Yeah. It's so worth
1: it. And are you going to have setbacks? You better, better believe it. Are you going to have problems? You better believe it. Problems are a gift. Problems gives you feedback. You know, the only people that don't have problems, frankly, are dead. And like Henry Ford said, an airplane takes off against the wind, you know, uh, without problems, we don't change. And you know setbacks and shakeups really are there to wake you up, you know. And and if you don't have problems, you're not really not trying. And and maybe you're in the comfort zone. A comfort zone's a warm place, but nothing freaking
0: grows there. Oh, this is great, and, Rod. You're get, you're getting fired yeah. up. You're, this is this is great. So this is your kind of your party your your parting advice now, right? You're sitting across from someone, and they're just and you get you can just what do you what do you want to say? You want to get that I, person I say, motivated. I will say
1: this. I will say this. The most important emotion in all of this is gratitude. You have to be grateful and, and it, you can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. Gratitude makes us stronger when we're in adversity. It strengthens our immune system, makes our heart stronger, brings us closer to our spirituality. You know, you've got to incorporate gratitude and I know Hal Elrod talks about journaling or scribing, he calls it every day and I, I recommend having a gratitude journal, capturing magic moments, remembering why you love this life and the beautiful things that are in your life and maybe having a list of questions you ask yourself that, you know, like asking yourself, who do I love? Who loves me? You know, I have this big giant list of questions that I'll sit and I'll just think and ask myself. And in fact, I'll give that to your listeners as well. It's a, another text, text 41411 and put in thinking questions, one word, thinking questions. Oh no, thinking. I'm sorry, just thinking. The word thinking to 41411, it's like 20 pages of questions there on every aspect of your life. But you want to continually be Asking yourself how you make it better and associating with gratitude.
0: This is great, man. You dropped the value bomb on the listeners. I love it so much. People, Thank how you, can buddy. people connect with you, Rod? Yeah. So, so listen, um, I, I used to give away my book
1: for free, 200-page book. And then finally, my team's like, hey, knucklehead, uh, we can make some money with this. So, we put it on Amazon and and I gave away 20,000 copies of it. But now, it's on Amazon. It's a bestseller. But I gave away now, I've got, I created this tool book and it's 70 pages it's like a due diligence checklist on steroids and it's free and there's no fluff in it. It's not a sales pitch. It's just every possible question I could think of that you want to ask if you're considering an apartment building and just text Rod, my name, to 41411 and you'll get the direct download on that and it's truly, a, I'm really proud of it. So, that that's probably the best way to get into my ecosystem but, you know, my website's got a ton of stuff. You know, my podcast, uh, just a blessing, we're almost seven and a half million downloads and Um, you know, I do my live events like you do, uh, rodsbootcamp.com. I do live events like you. And so, you know, we're just loving what we're
0: doing here. Right, brother. Yeah, man. Just, you know, educating people, getting them from single family house investing into something a little, little better. So Rod, it's always great to have you on your show. Thank you for being here. Thanks, my friend. So good, right? So here's some summaries here from what I remember from the interview. First of all, limiting beliefs are exactly that they are beliefs that limit your ability to achieve something. And all these ones that we mentioned, such as I don't have the time right now is the market too hot, let me wait. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough money. Those are actually all myths. You don't need any of those. You don't need experience. You don't need your own cash because you're going to raise it. Right now is a great time, right? So these are all limiting beliefs. you got to figure out how to overcome those because they're not actually real. They're literally made up in your brain that will prevent you from actually moving forward. So so really tackle those things head on and figure out what you can do to overcome them. So learning from limiting beliefs is one thing, but also looking at success habits of those people who are successful. And Rod talked about a lot of them. Uh, the thing that kept popping up is, is a burning desire you're really going to want it, right? And if you really want it, if your why is really strong, if you've made that decision, everything else flows from that. We can talk about hustle and grit and success habits and morning routines, but really at the the end of the day, it's got to come from a burning desire, from a decision of you and your family wanting to change their life in some way. And Talk about in the show. Multi-family investing is the fastest, most reliable, most repeatable way to actually achieve financial freedom in extremely short order. Most people do it within one, maybe two years, and and that's it. And that is super, super powerful. There's really no other business in the world that can that can do that. So it also comes down to burning desire. If you really want to change the life of your of you and your your family, and you want to build up passive income so you can do whatever you want with whomever you want when you want, this is the way to do it. Everything else flows from that. Once you ha- make that point, it becomes a little more more tactical, right? It's like, well, how do I get started? How do I create a peer group? Where do I get my education? Um, yeah, got to. And then the other thing is dealing with adversity. We talked about positive expectation. We talked about gratitude, right? Those are all very important because how do we deal with setbacks and challenges? And this is the way we do it. We have to have a peer group, a support group. If we're grateful every day, it gets us through some of those hard times. I remember back in the, in the restaurant days, some pretty dark days. And if I hadn't been focused on what I'm grateful for, and if you really make a list of what you're grateful for, there actually are a lot of things you're grateful for. Now, crap's hitting the fan somewhere else, but there are so many things you're grateful for, and it puts your mind in a different time frame. So those are some of the success habits that Rod outlined. Super awesome. And speaking of peer group and really trying to accelerate the time frame, really excited about our mentoring program. I mean, our students are getting unbelievable results. And if you value mentoring, if you have the ability to invest in yourself, then check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. And you just schedule a free strategy session with us and and explore if mentoring is right. And if it's not, we'll point you in the right direction. So it really is probably the best 30, 40 minutes that you've spent this year and trying to point you in the right direction. So if, if you value you mentoring that's for you go to the michaelblank.com forward slash mentor my observation is that with enough grit people always become successful. If you're able to work with a full time syndicator, though, the deals come faster, and they're bigger. And the entire timeline is compressed considerably, if you're in a position to do that. So check that out. It is for your consideration. All right, you guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you grab those tickets, guys. Okay, they're selling up pretty quick. Because we are in the same space where we were last time It was so magical at Dealmaker Live. So go to dealmakerliveevent.com. We only have room for 500 people. And we were there last year, we're going to get there pretty quick this year and the tickets are also going up a price so make sure you don't miss the event of the year it was magical last year it's going to be the same thing this year dealmakerliveevent.com catch you guys in the next episode
1: thanks for listening to the apartment building investing podcast with michael Block. for more free podcasts articles and videos go to block.com there you can also download the free ebook The secret to raising money to buy your first apartment building. Till next time.